We have intercepted a coded Imperial transmission. We need to know what it is and how to destroy it. I saw part of the message. He w I seem to have found it. This is Star Wars Declassified, the Star Wars show where Nerdable's hosts, R.A. Rain and Chris Kohler, declassify the Star Wars universe one episode at a time. Sir, I am fluent in six million forms of communication. This signal is not used by the Alliance. It could be an Imperial code. Several transmissions were beamed to the ship by rebel spies. I want to know what happened to them. Right, welcome to Star Wars Declassified. This week we are replacing our normal Nerdables episode with a Declassified episode since there's a lot of Star Wars news and the Solo movie came out. Not the, you, know, you sound so depressed. Like and the and solo, solo movie, movie came out. Um, are you one of those throngs that are already disappointed? Throng? No. No, throngs not right. <laughs> so welcome to Declassified. I'm R.A. Rain. Joining me are Mikey, Ethan, and Chris. They're pre-disappointed. Like Bean's pre-sad. I'm pretty sad about this. There's a lot of people that were going into this movie pre-sad and not expecting anything and had low expectations. And everybody's also saying that the numbers this for this weekend are reflecting that enthusiasm or lack thereof. Um, I, I don't see the problem. I knew that this movie wasn't going to be a saga film. It wasn't going to be a... Rogue One, which is still tied into the Star Wars. Well, so is it. Well, this yeah, is, so this but is. I mean, I mean, all the Star Wars, all Star Wars movies are going to be tied in together. It's... But this one was able to tell its own story. No, the EU wasn't tied into it. I mean, it's it's the EU ones again. You know, we we talked about this earlier. There were certain elements that you had to go into it. And spoilers, if you haven't seen it already, watch the movie. You probably won't because you already said I'm not going to see it. Um, that's my question. How many people that I knew that were like, I'm not going to go see it because it looks terrible, went to see it. Well, I'm wondering if Travis went to see it because he said he didn't care to see it at all. But, there, I mean, mm -hmm. other than... It's not on the show. Oh, wait. Other than a certain, a few things that you had to do for this movie to tie it into the Star Wars, the existing Star Wars universe. If you're going to have Chewbacca in it, you have, you know, you almost have to have the, the meeting of Han and Chewie. It depends on where you start it. Well, it depends on where you start it. You it depends on what kind of... See, the thing is, going into the film, for me, like, you knew the time, but you didn't... That's why I tried to avoid so much as I could, because I didn't know that they'd actually show Chewbacca and Han's meeting. Because if you watch the trailers and stuff, They're always it together. looks like he's already working with him. Right. Or it could look like he's already working with him. But um, you had to show the Sabacc game for the Falcon. You didn't have to. Not in this one, but I mean, no. if, if you're going, if you're going, it's it's if you have stuff that's already established. We already knew that he won the ship from Lando, so right. you don't have to see it. I mean, that's the thing is is but you fans kind would of be you expecting into, those things. I, I'm talking about expectations. You're talking about have to. They don't have to sure. do anything. Sure. All they had to do was make sure Han and Chewie survived until the end. And Lando. Lando, in this case, but if you're doing a Han movie, Han has to survive. If you're doing Han and Chewie, Han and Chewie have to survive. If you're doing Han, Chewie, and Lando. Han, Chewie, and Lando have to survive. That's yes. one of the things that. Going into Rogue One was so different and so nice, where everyone just well they can't survive because they're not in Episode Four. And like you're you're moronic, but going into Rogue One, you're you have this whole cast of characters that, especially the first time you go see it, you're like I don't know if they make it or not. Right. And here, there's no danger for three of the first five characters. Correct. But it still does a it it put themselves into situations where you were more interested in how they get out of these things. Yes. And how they survive, and that's what you know. You have a character that you that you like. And a story that you like, and a universe that you like, hopefully you're going to enjoy it. But as we've known, nobody hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans, and Star Wars fans seem to hate this before it ever 
existed. Do you think that some of that had the hatred had to do with the the look of the Falcon beforehand? No, I think that some of the hatred had to do with the fact that they read those three books in the EU and they got a big boner for them and they're like, oh, these are great and that's exactly what I want. And they were never going to give you that because well, it's too big, it's too complicated, and Lucasfilm's going to make changes because there's no point in just adapting the same thing that was right. already existed beforehand. See that that's the big. This is the biggest problem I see in the Star Wars universe now. Is Kathleen Kennedy? Well, everybody's blaming Kathleen Kennedy, and and yeah, uh, she only she only produced two billion two films that made a billion dollars, and one more that made like seven hundred and fifty right. million. But She's everybody's terrible. blaming Disney and Kathleen Kennedy for bad Star Wars films. But the problem I see the most is everybody is wanting the old EU. Not everybody. No, but the most of the people the that are, is, are are complaining. When you have a vocal minority like this, yes, a lot of people seem to fall back on. Well, it's not it's not the EU, it's not the EU. Okay, that's great. But you know who doesn't care about the EU? Everybody that Disney's actually after, which are people that are a hell of a lot younger than three of the four old dudes that are sitting here and Mikey isn't because he's like all super young and everything. <laughs> but hey, Ethan's actually I'm, younger I'm than, than Ethan. Mikey. Ethan looks looks older. Yeah. Hey. He's got an old soul. <laughs> F you, buddy. <laughs> well, Ethan would actually probably be the person they're looking for too, because he never read the EU. Right. So, all right, fine. You're with the, you're with the kids. But hey. you said you didn't want to go. You had no interest in seeing this after you saw Last Jedi, though, too. Yeah. I and remember, he walked I out of the theater that. saying it was okay. Yeah. And I could take it or leave it. Yeah. yeah. Ethan doesn't like a lot of stuff. Um, I hate like everything. I've turned mm, into Chris. That's me. I don't hate everything. I, hate I don't know where you guys get this. I like more stuff than all of you combined. Uh, yeah. I don't know. No, I hate stuff that you get less gigantic boner star. And really, there's very few things that I hate. You know, you're just like, Ready Player One, yeah! And I'm like, I don't care. It's a dumb video game movie. Oh, did I break it? <laughs> did I break it? I totally broke it, didn't I? No. It's still recording. Are we sure? And what, yeah. is it, what is it being for? A it's Java update. Java update. It did like say line, something about like the line, line. input. But... <laughs> you unplugged the device on the audio jack, but it's still showing that it's recording. Yeah. It's fun. So you get to cut that all out right now. Yeah. Fun stuff. So. Anyway, but yes, I don't hate everything. And I just, you know, like I said, I like more stuff. It's I care less about stuff than usual. There's a very few things that I'm like super. That's probably more, but you, you care less more. You, you, but you're, you, I tend to have a wider range of things that I enjoy or that I care more about. I have, you probably have more, yes, but it just doesn't. It's wider range. No, I love Riverdale and Star Wars. You can't really get that close. Well, I guess you, this is soap opera aspect. Yeah, to both and there's of them. still a, car, a comic and I really out. don't care about that. I mean, it's it's borderline irony for liking Riverdale, but the few things that I do get like super, you know, there's Star Wars, GI Joe, dinosaurs, Robotech to a certain degree. Anything else Dragon Ball to degree? I don't think no, Dragon Ball. I've I've never been like I'm not the biggest Dragon Ball fan at all. I enjoy Dragon Ball a lot, and it's one of my favorites. But there are people who are way more into Dragon Ball than I am. But okay, back to Solo. There a lot of the complaints. When Goku's in it, it was great. <laughs> a lot of the complaints that people are, are are giving is that they hated, they absolutely hated the um, Last Jedi. And since they, this hatred for the Last Jedi, now it's starting to trickle back to Rogue One, and to the well, Force Awakens. After Rogue One wasn't again. You had a vocal minority on with Rogue One saying it wasn't a good film. Right, and these are the same people that hate the prequels. So, 
So See, that's so what far, I'm not seeing yet. What I'm seeing is a lot of people that all of a sudden have this renewed love for the prequels because it's pure Star Wars, because it's George's. And I'm sorry, but after watching the new ones, the prequels are all but unwatchable. Um, I've watched Phantom Menace twice since May 4th. I could probably watch 20 minutes of Phantom Menace and still be okay. I can... Uh, the. There's parts of Phantom Menace that I can like, and there's parts there's only of it... two parts of Phantom Menace that are any good anymore, and it's the pod race and the final lightsaber duel. Yeah, but I mean, I you... mean, even the ground battles terrible compared to so, so. To me, Solo by far has the best ground battle. It doesn't have the best, but it has the one of the more intense ones. More which intense. Is kind of... It's more grittier. Yeah, it's funny coming off of Rogue One because when watching this war war scene in this film in Solo and going, "Huh, that kind of looks like what I thought Rogue One should." Yeah, have been. exactly. Not that Rogue One wasn't, you know, it was it was pretty intense, but it was kind of funny. Was, this was dark, gritty. Yeah, but it was also felt like you were in the middle. World, though, yeah, too. that's but you uh, but you also felt like you were in the middle of a battle scene, yeah. not a Star Wars battle scene, but like any War War Two. You yeah. know, the funny thing with this one is the Imperials on that planet seem more like rebels yeah in the way that everything's all beat up and, and crazy no and and if going back to the rogue one thing is um uh i almost said ryan johnson well, gareth edwards gareth yeah edwards. gareth edwards had said part of his idea was to do this dichotomy of this beautiful planet and then have this major battle go through right it, in which spoiler alert everybody dies but uh, it would have been nice because this one was more intimate more more gritty, more you know, more impactful. Where but the Rogue battle, One was yeah. kind of you know, it was still widespread. And it, if they would have taken some of those moments, like you know, well, I mean, I guess you had it when you had Bays and Cherith, when and it, yeah, no, when they're just, locked against the side of the, the those pieces are there. Yeah, it, it's still a it's it's an infiltration. It's not like a war battle. This right. was like a war battle, you know, in terms of that. But it also the battle doesn't mean anything. True, it's all it exists simply to get Han from point A, being in the Imperial military. To be being on Tobias's crew, right, and all the things that go through it, and in the middle of it, he meets Chewbacca. Yeah, the one that's probably the one, not necessarily gripe in terms of how they did it, but it was the one thing. I kind of like the old one better. The yeah. old idea of him saving like Chewbacca and a bunch of other Wookies while he was still an Imperial. Is if they would have if they would have put Chewie with the other Wookies. Yeah, but you're not going to introduce him three quarters of the way through the film. Yeah, but even if you would have more Wookies there. It was and fine. It was it was fine. It was is you could have moved the intimate. battle to Kashyyyk and done the same thing. Yeah, but I don't I don't think so. It's just they picked some place new, and I think they wanted to show something that you hadn't seen before. It was nice. I mean, I, it was I like I'm fine with it. it. Was the one thing that I walked out going, eh. that was kind of the, the one like piece of the focus on EU the dice piece. constantly. I, I don't. It's, it was fine because there's a lot. Of, a I've heard a lot of people that were kind of like, you know, the dice but again. Those are people that are looking for something. True. Like again, I'm not looking for anything. It was just the one thing that I knew when I walked out of the film, the one thing that I kind of was trying to wrap my head around the difference in the E, the, you know, the, the the books in the EU that the Han Solo trilogy that established all of these these starting points and what we have now as canon. It was the one that I was sort of like, no. Corellia looked a lot different than I always imagined it. Corellia looked a lot different. Corellia was never was never like it was always supposed to be one of those ones like Coruscant and Alderaan and Corellia were all still nice planets. And yeah. then they turned Corellia into a, into a, well, a I mean, crap hole. We're seeing, we're seeing part of Corellia. You know, but the way they talk about as soon as they say anybody gets off of Corellia, because this is one of Star Wars' problem is every planet has only one piece. Right. You know, the way that Dryden Voss says, I, I respect anyone who got off of Corellia because it's such a sewage planet. Right. 
everything in Corellia sucks. And the idea is the because... Empire just rapes that planet to make ships. Right, but it's really weird, though, because the, the book Most Wanted, which is the Han Solo Kira book that takes place, you know, that, that just came out. No, there, no, I just ordered it. There's idea. parts of Corellia that are very nice. Yeah, that's probably for, like, all the happy people or whatever. Well, yeah, but it is. But it's for the, the people that have a lot of money and things like that. We're, we're talking about the scum rats here that, you know, they live in the industrial part. That, you yeah. know, I mean, which every planet has that. Every planet has yeah. its nice sections. Well, the Hoth does. Uh, Hoth I'm pretty sure that's not a really nice and, part of Hoth. Tatooine, Jakku. Jakku, no. There's a summer vacation spot on Hoth, right? <laughs> There's a winter spot. It's a very, a, very small spot. Has a sunny <laughs> sandy beach somewhere. On Hoth, uh, yeah, it's it's called the North Pole. It's reversed what our, our Earth would be. Yeah, the poles are desert, and the rest of the planet's nothing but ice. Um, which would be a cool planet to probably visit. Um, did you go into this with any expectations? Did anyone here go into it with any expectations? No, I didn't. No. I managed to stay away from all but the first trailer. Stay away from all the TV spots. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, so every time I try. But then again, I want, you know, I, I saw a lot of shows that are on ABC or Disney. So it's kind of hard to. <laughs> and then even CW had a, you know, like watching Arrow and Flash and all that. They had so many spots for solo. One audio. of the hardest parts was scrolling through Instagram and Star Wars page posts four or five times within an hour about something with solo. Yeah. And I was just like, like I'm glad I saw it Thursday. I mean, that was like that big was spoiler, big... but uh, Lando Calrissian's costume for Lando Calrissian is in the movie. But no, when his costume on Tatooine in yeah, Return so the of the Skip Jedi, the Skip Guard in... gets a lot ruined in the. It, they show it in one of the TV spots. You see them coming. Mm. You see Han and Chewie come down the ramp, and remember that's the one I posted. I can't believe you know. Because I flipped it on the TV, and it just so happened when they're walking down the ramp, and right in the center is that stupid skiff guard costume. Yeah, when I saw him come out with that, I was like, one of the few people in the theater, I was like, huh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought I thought that was a great idea. So now you was know that, that Kira wears his cape from Bespin. Yes, um, there's lots of little pieces that are. Oh, in there's there's sort of all kinds of little things. We'll get to that. So there was there was a lot of that kind of fun stuff in it. Um, but I just I thought this movie was a fun movie to have, you know, and. I liked if his... you enjoy being in the Star Wars universe. Yes, then I think this is a really good movie. This movie was more akin to a lot of the books in that you had a story that didn't necessarily mean the end of the universe. Yeah, you know, so many of the books were this kind of thing—a mission, a job, a character's arc through this—that didn't really have to deal with. Oh my God, the Empire has a galaxy that can destroy another galaxy with super hypernova, super wooka booka, and that's the whole thing. Like and that's kind of what books. that's super duper. Well, no, there's there's books yeah. that have it, yeah. that are very important. But a lot of those but books, but, but a lot of the books, books are like this. Yeah. I mean, if you read uh, the Legends piece of Scoundrels yeah. with Han and Lando, that's what it is. It's it's a job. It's a well, heist. Uh, Rebel Dawn or uh, uh, what's the Kanan book? Rebel Dawn. Rebel Dawn. Yeah, that's kind of like this. Yeah, that was more to tell how Kanan and Hera come together yeah. and, and join. Or start a cell of the rebellion will eventually be. Almost all those are like that. I mean, the 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 Luke Skywalker book is basically, hey, I want to learn about the Force, and I sort of have a girlfriend for half a minute until she gets blown up by a grenade. Yeah, 
but off there's page all, over. <laughs> it's just like, oh, um, it's the end of it. <laughs> Dark Disciple was kind of like that. I mean, the, there's a lot of... There's a lot of character books. So that's the same thing Well, here. even the, the, the film itself kind of reminded me of an episode of Rebels or Clone Wars to a degree. Because you had, you know, a big space monster that you would normally not have in one of the films... You know, and you had you had the return of a character that you know, and all these things that you would have in a TV show. You what's well, also every here. every piece leads to one other thing. So Han's on Curlia, and he goes through this very small. You know, he's got the little Calaxiate or whatever that is. Calaxium. And so the first ten minutes of the film is just how do I get off Curlia? Right. And then the next ten minutes of the film is how do I get out of the Empire? And then the next ten minutes of the film is. I'm doing this heist with these guys. And then the next 10 minutes of the film is I got to figure out how to make up for this heist going wrong. So it's like one piece leads to the other. It's not something more akin to like Star Wars where the beginning to the to the middle of the film is saving Princess Leia and the last third of the mil- film is destroy the Death Star. There's right. only two things that happen in that whole movie. Where here, there's all these little bits because you're following a character. But it's also his it. progression as becoming but that's what I mean. Solo. It's it's Piece by piece by piece by piece. And so um, I, I heard somebody say something about they didn't like how Han was named. Because he's just Han until he gets named by an Imperial. But I was reading an article that that's actually how this movie got filmed. That was the the original first line of the movie. Not, I mean, not, not saying that the first line of dialogue that was ever written or ever came up with for this movie. And it ended up being the pitch that made Eigner say, we got to make this film, was Han being asked by somebody, what's your name? And he says, Han, here's your, you know, who's your people? And he says, I don't have any. And then the guy looks and says, Han Solo. That's, and when he, Bob Eigner heard that and said, we've got to make this movie now. It's a lot better than Han Nobody. Han alone. Well, but I, I like it because it does, in a way, tie into the to the uh, old EU. Because we find out that in the old EU that Han is actually born of royalty. And you, you, you know... I don't remember that at all. It was in the courtship of Princess Leia. That we find out that... that yeah, he, but his name would still be Solo because it was his still brother's solo. name was, was Solo. Right. It was still Solo, but you find out... or you, yeah. He finds out or... They find out through, you know, the So now, of, all we're going to listen to for like the next five years is people going, who's Han's real parents? Yeah. Han's real parents. Anakin Skywalker is Han's parents, which means he's banging his sister. Bosk and Aura Singh are yeah. Han's parents. But, okay. There were some great tie-in things to this. You know, I There's mean, pieces that put it in the universe... The hand on the gun in that shirt is massively too large. Oh. Good lord! Look at the size of that thing. He's got a stick. He's got like a gorilla hand on a dude who's the size of you're, a. Bamboo. You're talking about my Han Solo t-shirt. Han Solo t-shirt yeah. is like is monstrously huge. Um, I'm tired of all the jokes of my large hand. <laughs> the first one was in 1984. <laughs> um, you, you you are an elf. <laughs> what I mean. There, there were a lot of tie-ins. There were a lot and, and Easter eggs and plot points that were put in. I like one of the. I think the best ones was at the end of the movie when Han and Chewie come and find Lando again, which might have been Takadana, where they, where they have. I don't the, think. I don't think it is. I don't. I don't know it if looks, it is or not. It's more islandish. Yeah, it looks more jungle than yeah. forest. But when he when they come in, it's a very much of a callback to 
the first time they meet each other in Empire. But it's reversed. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, when, when Han walks up and he's all ready to oh. greet Lando and Lando does the whole, you dirty scoundrel and all that yeah, yeah, yeah. and gets like he's getting ready to hit him, they reversed it for this, which worked out really great because it was a way for Han to get the card yeah. and give the line of, I won fair and square because he does say in Empire, I beat you fair and square. So the, the, there were little tie-ins like that that were great. Did you catch the Mandalorian uh, costume in? That was so early. It, that, that was in like all the pictures of, of his inside. You could see it. So I, in, I saw that well, in in, uh, in uh, all the pre stuff. I I had seen that months ago. But I think it's one. Like. I think it's one of the red and black ones from Maul's uh, team. It's supposed to be older than that. The Visual Dictionary says he's trying to put together a Mandalorian piece. Oh, does it? Yeah, because it kind of looked red and black. You know, it probably a couple was. Times. It was the, the weirdest thing. The first time I saw it when I saw it Thursday night, it was super dark. Yeah, like the picture seemed really dark. So especially the Corellia parts, totally. Oh yeah, the Corellia, when when they first meet uh, Lady Proxima, yeah. it was on, so dark. It, and when they're on um, Nimbam or whatever the mud planet is, yeah. Um, but you know they mentioned Aura Singh. They mentioned Terrascasi. That was the one that made me laugh out. That loud. did too. I, I was it. like, oh yeah, they put Terrascasi in there. So Terrascasi was a fighting game from the PS2. It was a Star Wars fighting game called Masters of Terrascasi, and it was supposed to be this this martial art that was only in the Star Wars universe. And somehow, you know, you had Han Solo fighting Luke Skywalker, and he had half a chance. Uh, It was, but it it was a horrible, horrible game. (laughs) And I went as soon as she said that the first time. I was like, "No way! They really they Mm. made that canon." I was like, "That's awesome." Well, again, they use the word. It doesn't right. mean, but that, no, I yeah. know. But, no, but that's, I hate when people do. Like, oh, they use the word so everything from the EU. Oh no, no, is no, canon, no. But I just which mean it never could have been because it's a stupid fighting game in which in which you can have Han Solo kill Luke Skywalker. No, no, I just mean that that because it, the, yes, that's a fighting style now within. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like almost all the names are all, all almost everything in the EU was stuff that was in George Lucas's notebook in 1976. Yeah, you know, it was like oh, he named the planet Coruscant and then he threw it out and then. Timothy Zahn was like, oh, I, I can use that. And Beckett's oh, the, the one who stuff. kills... Uh, Beckett or, supposedly kills Aura Singh. By pushing her. Yeah. I'm like, I want to see that story now. There's a story somewhere. Because <laughs> I, I think that'd be cool. Just Because you know, it would seem like he would be... Not even Look, accidentally got a, do it. You know, if we he got would a, take credit for it. If we got a DJ one-shot comic, I have a feeling we have a Tobias Beckett one-shot oh, comic. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, but it was cool that they mentioned Bosk in there because they originally wanted to put Bosk in the film and they were told you can't. The story group told them you can't because Bosk is doing something else at this time. So they couldn't use him. And they, you know, then they. He starts they, the rebellion. <laughs> well, but it's, it's double, also. He's cool. actually a double agent yeah. bounty hunter. Well, but, but in he a way. He starts the rebellion. He's like, ah, the hell with this. In a way, Han actually helped start the rebellion. Well, you, no, you figure this is all, it's all, the way that they've kind of redone the rebellion is all these little cells started. Yeah. And then Mon Mothma puts them together when she's kicked out of the Senate. Right. And Fisnesta's uh, already created herself. Yeah. So it's well, not, yeah, she's not, she's just, not fighting the Empire as much as she's trying to find the syndicates. Right. Well, uh, but I have a feeling that her cell becomes Saul's group because you oh, had two tubes so. there. I, this, he's just a person from, one of the things I liked about this film is there's a ton of aliens in it. Yes. Instead of so many of the films have now been like so human centric. Yeah. Rogue One makes sense to me for a little bit, but you're sort of like, 
even rebels i was disappointed in a lot of rebels because you have a chance with animation to use a lot of these kind of aliens and everybody ends up being human or human like but at that I mean, you point, get twi'leks when, and whatever but, you, but at that point you get the empire's already started purging i'm not talking about the empire of, no no i'm talking about the empire starting to purge a lot of these planets so a lot of those species are dead this place this one takes place nine years after episode three no i know where it is so you're still going to have a lot of aliens throughout the galaxy you have a lot of aliens in all those stories did you like the gold uh rodian yeah this is the first time you see a different color rodian and then i see rodian twice within canon you've only seen two rodians well no no because you see a bunch in clone wars Wars, so and you had them in uh, no it was nice to just have other aliens be in it yeah most of dryden's crew was alien um, different aliens. aliens in the spice and, and Kessel and stuff like that. So I, I like the fact there was a lot of aliens in it. And then I uh, loved that the Pikes. They kept the Pikes from the cartoon. It's a couple of names that I think are from the cartoon within it. But like even even uh, uh, the head Pike, that's the design yeah. from the Clone Wars cartoon. No. So I thought I thought that the pikes was were the ones running Kessel, right? Yes. Uh, How do you think of the Kessel run? How they fixed the Parsec problem? didn't have to fix anything well because everybody's like a parsec isn't a isn't uh, a meter of speed it's a meter of distance okay so they... it's the same thing i mean it, it once you know that it's still the same the boast is still the same boast he figured out a way to make the the run shorter, shorter. yeah and so it wasn't a fix it was just if you're gonna do it at least they made it by by uh distance and not time right but they needed to close the distance because of time yeah, and then you get to speed. The first time he gets behind the yoke, he destroys the Falcon, or per- makes it what you almost see the Falcon to be now. I love that because every you know you made the comment of wow he really destroys the uh, Falcon within ten years. He does it within the first ten minutes of being behind. Well, no, I was talking more of in the book. It tells you why the Falcon is so clean when Lando has it and so dirty when Han has it, even as quick as it was, because Han basically said a ship shouldn't look like that. Right, and he's also dirty. You know, in, in, in the book, he talks about the fact that he's even mad at Chewie because Chewie picks up stuff. Yeah. You know, he'd rather have just junk all over the place and make the, the ship seem like it's a total junk job. But that's also his scum rat, you know, inherited or growing up. I it think was... it's a lot of different reasons that were in it, but it was a, it was a nice way. Having um, uh, Last Shot, you know, there's a lot in there that kind of yeah pops through these different pieces. And, and that's what the, the only... One of the bad things, if you read the book, is Lando talks about the cape room that's in it. Yes. Or Han says something, but he had a room just for capes. So when you see it in there, you're like, damn. It would have been interesting to see it in there, not knowing you already had it. But. Well, that's why they did a uh, they did a walkthrough of the Falcon with Donald Glover. Where yeah, he, I purposely didn't I, watch I, I purposely didn't watch it either. Because I didn't. Yeah, I was like, well, I know there's a cape room, but I don't want to. But yeah, even just seeing the interior of it start to get destroyed and you know, be reminiscent of what we're used to. You know, and then like even the, uh, you know, the the vents on the top of the Falcon, you have the six vents in the back, and how, you know, when you first see them, when it's Lando's, they're nice and it's all pristine, and then you see the new, you know, the 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 scoring that was that you're used to seeing it on it, and you're going, oh yeah, now I know how that got there, hmm. from you know when they put the uh, they put the hyperfuel into the uh, injector, and. It's like, oh, okay. Starships don't use fuel. It was nice to see how they got rid Did you like the fact that it was, this was basically over fuel? <laughs> I like the fact that I'm sure there's someone on Twitter that goes, they changed the story after people complained about Last Jedi. And they made it about fuel afterwards because it was done after Last Jedi. 
This movie was shot in January. I thought it was uh, cool to see how the escape pod goes missing from the ship. Yeah. Well, I also like the fact that because everybody was like, well, that's not what the YT you know, looks like. You know, you've already seen it in you've already seen it in episode one, even though it was a little just Easter egg type thing. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it was landing. I guess it really would be an Easter egg. Huh? Three? It's three. Yeah. No. It lands on Coruscant. Isn't it three? Or no, it episode one? one. Whatever. You see two of them landing on uh, in Naboo. Oh. Han has him. And, and, no, because Anakin was older. Because uh, it's a scene with Obi-Wan and Anakin. No. I know that there's an opening scene where they're landing. Yeah. No. There's a scene, and it may actually be episode, it's episode two, I think. Because when... That's what I just said. When It's when uh, when Padme and Anakin are landing at the, the spaceport in Naboo, mm-hmm. you see... You see one white, uh, white, what was it, YT-1000? No. 1300. 1300. One YT-1300 sitting there and another one landing right beside it. This is the one with the blue that everyone thought was the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. But Lando says he added the extra escape pod on here, which was cool. you know. And I love the fact that Han knocks off the radar dish, which is harkening back to Return of the Jedi. Because now you think, wait, I bet Lando did that on purpose. <laughs> I like you did it. So the fact it's a different radar dish again. It's a totally different radar this one dish. Is, it's it's the flat. It's yeah, more it's flat. Straight up. Well, the, the, the whole design of this Falcon looked more like it was a, a racer than yeah. you know just a freighter, because everything was more sleek. You know, you, you got to think that that those front two prongs. You know, if you were racing with that, say in atmosphere, that's going to slow you down more than just if you had a single sharp edge. Yeah. So, it just to me it seemed like this was you know. It was supposed to be more of a sleek ship, and which also ex- kind of explains how they were able to make the Kessel run faster. If they was, you know, that's how I thought it would be originally. Yeah. Now seeing the film, you understand it a little bit more. Um, did you like Karen? Because I know that you've always had a problem with Amelia Clark, Chris. I haven't had a problem with Amelia Clark. I had a problem with Amelia Clark in Terminator Genesis. But she I thought was there terrible. was another movie that she did that you didn't like. No, thought? she was fine in the movie. It just wasn't a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love a paraplegic. Um, which is funny because it's totally different than anything else you've seen because she's cute and lovely and right. charming and everything. No, she was fine in this. Well, one, they let her keep her accent. So she's yes. not trying to do a forced American accent. And she moved a lot better. I yeah. believed who she was a hell of a lot more than I did believing she was Sarah Connor in Genesis. Right. Genesis you, is also a terrible film. What do you think about Paul Bettany and Woody Harrelson? Because there's a lot of people... They play Paul Bettany and Woody Harrelson. That was, that was going to be what I was going to say, is most people go... But well, Paul, Bettany just, has, Paul Bettany has such a presence anyway. Yes. You know, you buy him as the bad guy. You kind of watch him go, I kind of want him to do a gangster film. It would be kind of cool. Yeah. And this is who Woody Harrelson's been. And so that character, it fits for that character. Yeah. You know, that's they basically wrote the character as, hey, it can be fairly straightforward Woody Harrelson character. Right. I mean, you know, he, there's some humor with it. You, you mm-hmm. still buy that, you know, he's a double crosser. Just, you know, it's Woody minus the pot smoking. Yeah. Yeah. I, or spice, you know, if he was smoking spice or taking spice. Yeah. Uh, I'm just glad they didn't have to, you know, again, we don't have to write too many new bank accounts because we've got John Farbro in it. Yeah. We've got a bunch of people that have already been in movies. That's always fun. I, I was I was glad to see um, 
Kessel. I was glad to finally get to be on Krillia. Uh, I was the the new planets. You know, were were typical Star Wars planets. We got all in one film though, because we usually get one of those planets yeah, yeah. per film. Well, I was yeah. moving a lot of different And even the desert wasn't necessarily a desert planet. It was well, no, there's, just there's a beach. A, yeah. And it almost makes you wonder if, now that I'm thinking about it, if Lando was on the other side of the the planet or another part of the planet that Han and Chewie were on, you know, and they just walked to him. No, I think they can find a way out. I mean, it's, it's a place or that's refining. Or took a speeder, you know. It's a place that's refining fuel like that. It's probably a fairly big hub. Yeah. So probably have people coming in and out anyway. Yeah. So. Um, also, it's a movie. Also, seeing seeing uh, we got a new Tie Fighter. The new Tie Fighter to see for half a second. Yeah. One thing in this is the Empire. The Empire is just there. Yeah. They don't play a huge role in it. We see them as a we see them as a a, a speeder patrol. Uh, they control the port out of Corellia. Yep. And then. You see a couple of them in in um, Dryden's yacht after the you know he yeah the, the regional the, governor the imperial officers yeah yeah so you see some guys there uh, oh and you see him on the on the obviously it's an it's imperial shipment that they try to boost so that's right. the biggest part for the imperials and the range trooper that people had a problem with is in it for all of ten seconds um, and you have Mimbam and stuff like that I mean the empire is a big part of it but it's not about being against the empire it's not the central villain it's not the villain at all right it's just there. You know, even Han joins them for God's sakes. I mean, yeah. he's just did, speaking. He's which, a part of which, and then he leaves. And did you so, love how? Did you like how they put the Imperial March into that? Yeah, no, I, I thought that was either. great as a recruiting tool. It was. It was. It was funny. Um, and then yeah, they, and once you get past Kessel, they, they don't exist anymore. Would you have liked to see Han in the Imperial Navy a little bit? No, because it doesn't have anything to do with that story. Correct. It just would have padded it. Yeah, I mean, even even the beginning of Corellia doesn't really do anything for me you could have started with him and kira trying to get off that planet yeah you could have started there and you would have gotten that still the same emotional connection when she gets separated and he's screaming at her and then you can probably put some more in in other places but it was fine but i would have said if you, if you dump that part of it it's still pretty much the same movie you just get a cool speeder chase out of it which was fun well um, you also get you know a another central villain almost with lady proxima yeah but she's again she's in it for two minutes what did you think of her i like that design did you yeah i, I, I want first saw that i'm weird. like uh what the hell is this movie because <laughs> like, uh, beth said it reminded her off, of uh hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy a little bit one of the creatures from it i was like i could kind of see that it was i guess because i'm reading most wanted now which is the book that sets up Kira and Han earlier on, and Lady Proxima plays a big deal in it, and along with those other characters, you know, the Malik character, which is another worm type character, but to me it looks yeah. like it has a raptor face. From it was uh, more, it was more interesting when the light hit Lady Proxima and yeah. look just to see. So. I um, like the design work in it. I mean, the stuff that's there is is different and cool. There's some cool new aliens. The the, um, the F is Nesta like... looks great. Yes. Oh, yeah. Love those swoops. Her design is fantastic. Um, I want to know who she is. She's not an IMDb. <laughs> it drives me crazy. Aaron uh, Kellyman. Where's she I, from? She looked familiar, but she's, yeah. she's only in like two other things. Okay. Because she looked really familiar. Well, like me and Rich, she looks like Maya Rudolph. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, she sort of looks like the Padawan that framed Ahsoka. 
in the show. Hmm. Except Cause, she's, uh, cause the freckles she's purple a little bit, or blue. Yeah. yeah, but they don't have to necessarily do True. full color on. So, because she has red hair, darker skin tone. So, so we get a new crime syndicate with the Crimson Dawn. The weird thing is, is it felt like I had heard that name before. I thought I heard that name before, and I checked it out, and because I thought it had to do with who the main villain was at the end. Not main, it's who the well, who the the principal villain was at the end, because his crew when he took over Death Watch was named Crimson something, and I thought it was. I thought they just went ahead and used that and what we're getting to is you get this great moment after kira turns on dryson and kills him drayden sorry dryden dryden voss dryden voss yes which i want to know how dryden got his claws or the the scratches across his face i thought that was kind of well, they get redder as he gets more upset. Yes, they do. Like, I thought they so. expanded his, his eyes too. Got no, red yeah, no, too. they do because they they're they're bigger and his eyes get all bloodshot. No, he's just a different alien. Yeah, so. which is cool that to have like a part human. Well, you figure humans would be different through there too. I mean, yeah, it's like yeah. Lord of the Rings. You know, Aragorn is a lives a hell of a lot longer than most humans. Right, he's a part of a different subspecies, I guess, in a way. Um, but we find out that Darth Maul. And it's so funny is the people you could tell the people that have watched Clone Wars and Rebels in the theater and the ones that haven't. I mean, even I was sitting there with my mouth kind of wide open. I knew I, I knew there was going to be a lightsaber in there. I knew they they haven't had a Star Wars movie without a lightsaber. And I can't. We also thinking, didn't have a, a, a light a, a Star Wars movie without. I have a bad feeling about this, and you finally have that. And you don't have a, light, a, a Star Wars Although movie. Although I'm almost willing to bet that Chewie says it at one point, where there's both of them are kind of standing there. Um, uh, when they're I can't I think they're either getting ready to start the first heist or something, or when they're either after that. Uh, there's one point when they're standing there and Chewie says something. Han doesn't respond. He just kind of looks at him like agreement, and that you know so that you don't really know what Chewie's saying. But to me, it almost looks like because of what happens before and after, uh, it seems like Chewie says, "I have a bad feeling about this." Mm. Anyway, but you, don't but hear Han it. does say, I have or, a good feeling about yes, this. Yes, there's a, a piece in it for that. But you, there's a lot of things that were in every Star Wars film before this that you didn't get in this one. So You didn't get one mention of the Force in it. No. Nope. Um, I thought maybe there would be like a lightsaber artifact in Voss's, um, you know, his... his yeah. Because there was a lot of Office. stuff. There was a, well, the um, funny thing is, there's so much stuff in there that really isn't connected to anything. I mean, the yeah, Mandalorian stuff looks like it came there. right out of Wakanda. Yeah, I mean, there's ma- you know, there's tribal masks and things like that. Space Africa. Um, what do we do here? But I thought maybe he would have a lightsaber. You know, he would. You would see him like maybe night one or something. The the last vial of coaxium that Han puts on the table looks like a little hilt. Yeah. So, and then. Uh, so you get the reveal that Darth Maul and he lights the light his lightsaber, which is the lightsaber that he has from which Rebels. Is completely and utterly um, useless. There's no reason for the it. The first time he, I said I, I I agreed with you. I would have agreed with you that when we just saw it just now before the show, I Kira's the look on her face is like, oh shit, I'm in trouble. Or, it would have been anyway. Because when she, cause the, the, he, he lights it, and then because you, you see the the red reflection in her eyes and her face a little bit, even though it's a hologram, 
It's just a when show he, of power, right? And that's all. But, but and that's what it, it, but she but already the, knows her, how powerful he yeah, is. And yeah, but the look on her face. To me, the look on her face seeing it this time. This is the third time I've seen it. The, the, I saw it. I was like, oh, that made a little bit more of an impact. It's like if somebody mm-hmm. if it's somebody not, has a gun in their holster and they pull not, a gun out, it makes not, more of an impact. It's not necessary. At it's all. not necessary. There's I agree no with reason that. to have it other than hey, we got to put a lightsaber in. I I agree with that, but yeah, I'm saying to me, it what kind you're just of, saying is, is <laughs> it's not necessary. It was it almost validated a little bit. It really isn't because it just doesn't it doesn't do anything. It makes no difference in that conversation. Uh, yeah, it's shoehorned in. But yeah, when they when. When she puts the ring in and, and the hologram lights up and they start to pan around, as soon as I saw the leg, the metal yeah. leg, because so it's, it's the, leg, the metal, know. it's the design from from Rebels, mm. I went, it's Maul. And especially since you see a cloaked person sitting there and the legs. Well, also when you out. hear it, because it's yeah. Sam Whitmer's voice as, that does all of the lines for him for Clone Wars and Rebels. Yes. So, you know, you knew before the reveal, if you had watched all of that, you're like, oh, I know who this is. And then when it, when he takes the hood down, you see that it's actually Ray. Not the fact that he says he they mentioned the fact the five syndicates are together. Yes, and isn't the isn't the whole thing in Clone Wars? He brings them all the together. End, he brings a bunch of yeah. He, bring, yeah. he brings a bunch of criminal organizations together. He brings Black together. Sun. He bring, brings the that may be where they mentioned the in the Crimson. That's Dawn. what I thought it was too, because he they brings the Crimson pikes Dawn. together. I had this idea when they first started talking about it. I was like, I wonder if this is connected to Maul's group. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if this is when they, because the beginning, the crawl or non-crawl or whatever. <laughs> Man, there was a lot of words at the beginning. <laughs> they should have just did the crawl because they did a crawl without doing, well, they, they didn't do a crawl, but they did a. Yeah, they had a, to establish a, a lot of information immediately. And they mentioned that the, the syndicates, and you're thinking of all these, these organizations that are together, because it says yeah. like the syndicates, including the Pikes and something else, you know, are fighting for. Food, medicine, resources. Food, medicine, and, and then hyper fuel in big letters. That might have been the thing. Hey, we're going to change this. Yes, you idiots. You need fuel to go to hyperspace. <laughs> but it doesn't take much. It's just a little vial of it. That can... Well, I mean, yeah, they have they have the pieces that are there. They I'm sure the bigger ships would take more than one. But well, they said that even even the eleven bottles that they have can do a fleet of star destroyers. Yeah, unrefined, of course, the way that they have it. So. Um, no, I mean, it, to me, the, the movie, it had a nice pace to it. A lot, a lot well, of people, pace. Like a I lot said, of people it moves from one to two to one to two to three to three to four to four to four. It, it moves like crazy. Yeah. There were a lot of people that said the first 20 minutes were so boring and slow. And I'm like, I don't see that. Cause within the first 20 minutes, you get to the battle scene. Yeah. But again, the you, you could see people say the battle scene doesn't really mean anything. It, it's it depends on your your kind of taste for it. The Corellia thing, like I said, even the Corellia thing to me is a little superfluous, but it's there. And you know, if it's there, like, hey, we need to get a, you know, the pod racing scene in Episode One doesn't need to be there as right. as big as it is, but it's the it's probably the most exciting scene in the whole movie. You're like, hey, let's just make a racing scene. It's the same thing here. I mean, yeah. you just have a car chase. Why? Because you have a car chase. There are th- literally thousands of movies. Bullet is literally an excuse for car chases. Oh, yeah. That whole movie is just, what do we do? Put them in a car and have them drive. And they called it an M68 uh, speeder that he stole. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if they, they got it from being like a you know a 1968 Mustang. No, it's a, it's a Ford Falcon. It's, the back of it is, is based off of a Ford Falcon right. from 77. But that's why I was weird. That's weird why they called it an M sixty eight. Maybe just be an M sixty eight because that's actually not everything has to be connected. No, that's true. I mean, you've already the design of it is already connected to a nineteen seventy seven Ford yeah. Falcon. 
And that was they took that piece from the start, and then I'm sure they just came up with it. You know, and then probably the, threw a dart at a letter and a dart at a number, and that's it. The fan theory that um, that I'm the dice were connected to done, the Sobic game. Done with with I'm done with fan theories. That you know, because even Ethan called him called him Sobic dice, Sobak dice. I think they're just dice. They're just dice. Yeah. yeah. Which they probably have a meaning to, you know, his dad or something. I did like that moment when uh, Han does make a comment that he had been in the y, uh, YT-1300 uh, before because his dad helped build them. Yeah. Which kind of shows his connection to the to the Falcon and that design. You know, And then there was that great moment when he walks into the bridge of the Falcon for the first time. And yeah. you... You really get this feeling of him, you know, this is a moment. But even even when he gets into hyperspace. Well, I was about to say, when he first goes into hyperspace, it's like, I think this is the first time he's ever been in hyperspace. So it's just but like it may be feel. the first time that he's seen going into hyperspace. You know, yeah, he, that's because true. he'd probably been on a Star Destroyer or something else. Or maybe but you don't see it. And you well, even leaving Gorilla, he would have been in hyperspace. Right. But he may not have been in a window seat. He may have been yeah. somewhere. This is the first time he's actually seeing a ship. You know, the viewport of going yeah. into. I there was just the this little the little moment of when Chewie sits down to be the co-pilot for the first time. You know, there's there's that undertone of the, well, the, music, the music cues. Yeah, the, yeah, you have the you music have the cues where where you get. There's that. a lot of music cues in it. Oh, there's because the asteroid chase in the middle of the thing, which I love. <laughs> well, and. Excuse me. When Han and Chewie first see the Falcon, you get the original theme music of that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of John Williams in it. There's a lot of John Williams in it, but Powell did a great job of blending the two, of his own style with Williams. And I just, I thought it, that was amazing. Um, no, I was, I was well, uh, I, I was surprised in a very good way with this film. This is what I expected the film to be. This is what I yeah. hoped the film would be. That's what I expected it to be from the start. And it's like, I had no preconceptions of Alden Ehrenreich. I was like, I'm sure he's fine. Because I also didn't go in and go, if he doesn't act exactly like Harrison Ford, I'm going to be really pissed off. Yeah, but he, but see. There's little pieces and nuances. I didn't like him in Hail Caesar. I mean, I haven't really liked him in a lot of the stuff he's done. But I I enjoyed him in this one. I thought I the evolution it, so I of what a... he, you know. And, and the great thing was that he didn't have to be the Han Solo that we know from yes if this movie took place three years before a new hope you'd be like wait a minute this yeah. doesn't make any sense the other thing but I'm... eventually you're gonna have that so he's just he's gonna be Han. that's the kind of the the, the end of it we're gonna see him again most likely we're gonna see donald glover as lando but that's okay because he literally is billy d williams oh yeah, that was great. there was a couple he times sa- he sounded just he like sounded exactly you, the first line that he had if sounded you close exactly your like eyes, billy d. melissa said on thursday night if i had closed my eyes in the very first line oh, yeah. i would have sworn yeah, it yeah. was billy d williams. well see at first i went I so thought, far as to say is like did he adr that like what the hell is see, that? that's what i thought and when the first once time you establish it you might be able you know if you put it in there it's the first time you hear him it sounds like him you may trick your mind into thinking that he sounds like right. it more. And see, I thought they did the same thing for Han because when he first does the ignition and you hear him, come on, come on, the first time he says it, it sounded to me Thursday night like Harrison Ford. No, and you, I th- gotta, you actually understood what it was. <laughs> but So I thought maybe they did that because Lando, and then when I heard Lando, I thought, well, maybe they really did do Han too because Beth said that she... I don't think they did, but it was just like... it was. Beth good said she to- thought she saw Billy D. Williams... In the movie too. He's not in the movie. Because it, when there was a moment, he's not in the movie because he is barely mobile. Yeah, he might be less mobile than Peter Mayhew. 
Well, that's why he was supposed to be in Peter episode Mayhew, he was, seven he was or eight. Originally going to be in episode eight and nine. It's, the rumor was that he was going to do eight and nine, right. which led to my Finn theory. And then they're like, he just can't. He just can't do it. Well, there was, but the Finn theory. There was also something else that called him. Finn, oh, there's a lot of things. The Calrissian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is Lando Calrissian. Yeah. In the first film, he's totally Lando Calrissian. But he's, well, yeah, that's it's also the, the first time we don't have Peter Mayhew's never wore the suit that's correct he wasn't on it because maybe he was getting getting worse too yeah so i don't that's Jonas, why i'm wondering Jonas Swatimo. Swatimo. who is the same size if not taller than Mayu. they stood next to each other and i think that they are they are almost exactly the same size or he may well be. peter mayhew may have shrunk <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, i think he's a little bit taller than Mayhew. but you know he did a great if we could look it up you know crazy he did a great job of the mannerisms of being you well he's, he had said it that he did he studied with mayhew they had studied film basically yeah and he has a sports background because he was playing basketball and he akin to, to doing watching tape of how to move but so much of what mayhew did in the first movie was based on how heavy that suit was right it was only what he could the way his arm swing is simply that's the only way he could move his arms while he's walking it was such a heavy suit and here i mean one of the the those benefits of technology is you really look at that original trilogy. He doesn't do anything. Right. There's like almost no fights. There's, there's a little bit in, in Jedi and that's about it here. He kicks ass in a bunch of different oh, places. Yeah. I mean, he's an actual, you watch him almost like Vader and rogue one, where you got to a point where you could film Vader as you would love to have Vader. Right. Just cutting swaths through people using the force, throwing guys into the ceiling and cutting them in half. And the same thing here. You have Chewie at one point, you know, tag one of these guards with the, the pike and then lift, lift him, him up, up and smash him against the roof. Yeah. Of the, of the, the tunnel. Well, even and when he threw Han around, he picks yeah. Han up and throws him against the pipe. You really get to see his strength so much more uh, in it, this film. What I was thinking about at one point was when they show him in the mud pit, how heavy that costume had to be with all that mud on and being wet well i mean it's a light obviously there's it's lighter probably, than, yeah there's, there's 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 so many tricks that you can do to yeah. make it lighter um you know it's the same thing as how far we've come from the latex suits that they used in jedi yeah in which you had gamorian guards passing out you had the actors passing out in the suit because it was so hot right and you just have different you have different things that you can do now in more controlled environments and better materials and stuff like that did you like the fact because this is the first time we really see a the empire's military force that's not just solely of stormtroopers you notice the stormtroopers seem to be the enforcers yes because they they're the ones that drag han away when he's accused of being a deserter yeah they're they're there and but they they seem to be the more elite it goes back it goes back to the idea all the way back in west end games because as a as a gamer you know as a role-playing game and the dm basically saying not everything is going to be stormtroopers. Right. And so there was a normal Imperial army. The stormtroopers were tasked with destroying the rebellion. Yes. Because they were the elite, which of course then became a joke because they don't hit anything in three films. <laughs> right. 12 hours of film and nobody shoots anything. But to to have like... and, well, and that's there was, what, There's a couple of rebels in episode four that were on the forehead. Yeah. So I'm sure somebody hit something. Vader's group was the only one who could shoot They anybody. hit an Ewok by accident. That's an explosion from something else. <laughs> it's an explosion it? yeah. from the from the ATS. Yeah, the ATS. Um, so to have kind of these this normal troops, and again, it's ten years before. It may be at the point when you get to a New Hope, just everybody's a stormtrooper, right? Because when we get to Rogue One and a yeah, new but Hope all the Empire, clone, but again, all we've ever wars, seen, oh. yeah, yeah, all we've ever seen from the, the the stuff you've had before is this 
you know, the rebellion versus the empire. This is a group that's trying to pacify a planet that doesn't have a true rebellion or anything. Right. It's just, we're just going to murder all these people and take this. Planet. I love the fact that, well, we're, you know, Han makes the comment of, well, we're the invaders here. Yeah. We're not bringing peace and prosperity to the galaxy. We're taking over this planet because probably that's they have mud. a resource we want. Mud. Mud. It just has mud. Um, I do love that all the figures, uh, you know, not really in the film. Range troopers in there for ten seconds. The yes. new band troopers in there for ten seconds. I mean, good thing they made Han, Lando, Chewie, and eventually you're gonna have Kira. And they announced the other day. I mean, they, they showed the pictures for yeah. uh, for Val and Tobias. L three. Did you, uh, gets the swoop. Did you like L three? L three confused me at the end because it doesn't seem to fit with last shot. So I don't know if I remember last shot wrong. Because I thought she's in it after he loses the Falcon. Maybe I'm wrong. After uh, Lando loses wait. the Falcon. No. Because remember, in what confused me was in last in last shot, they kept jumping, you know, uh yeah. when Lando has the Falcon with L three and they they find the the floating phalanx thing. Thank you. Um, L three is not there at the end of it. It's L three. Remember, there's L three designs where at she, the very end. Yeah, the very end. At the very end, so she she finds it early she's the on. One that, yeah, because she she sees the droids. But they have the Falcon because then. they make she makes the big yes yes she already has the, they already have the Falcon. She makes the big uh, point of you know she has to do this. They have to find this thing. Right. They have to get it out. It's that I thought in that modern piece that she was in. No. It, but also, but here's the thing. There's they replicas. Took, if, yes, but if they're replicas, where did the replicas come from if L3 is, is downloaded into the Falcon? Right. Well, see, that's what, that's what made me wonder is because she makes the comment of this, I found my true calling of, you know, of, right. of this. But she was already part of this thing where she becomes a part of the phalanx. Right. Because it sounds like. The jumping around and the fact that it took me a while to read Last Shot. I don't remember yes. it as well. So that was the only thing kind of – I kind of cocked my – I was like, wait a minute. That doesn't – I don't think that makes sense with the book. But I'm sure it does. I'm just there There's got to be – yeah, there's got to be connection. But I had really that is, same thing. I thought it was uh, – I thought it was um, – What's her face? Who plays Phasma? Yeah, I did too when I first God, heard that her. voice was totally Gwendolyn. Uh, yeah, Gwendolyn Christie. I'm yes, like, man, that's Gwendolyn Christie. I thought that too when I first heard it, and then I saw the the. You know, well, I'd seen pictures from the premiere, right? And I was like, "Who's this other woman? She's not. I don't think she's in this." It's Phoebe realized, something. Yeah, it's a British actress. Yeah, but she like, sounds oh. just like Gwendolyn Boy, Christie. Boy, she sound like Gwendolyn Christie, especially with the voice modulator of yeah. being a droid. So, well, the funny thing was, I had watched it again, and I was watching uh, Last Jedi yesterday. And I was like, God, they sound so it sounds similar. Totally, it sounds totally like it. Because, um, again, you, you're modulating Gwendolyn Christie's voice as, as, as Phasma, too. So. Yeah. So, back to the mall thing. And back to this movie where Rebel, or excuse me, Rogue One ended, even though Rogue One does go directly into, the events of Rogue One go directly into A New Hope. Rogue One, as far as the group had a definite ending whereas this movie you get to the very end and you set up a bigger story or what could potentially be a bigger story with maul and the crimson dawn and the syndicates you have pieces that are in it that you can tell stories in these different places because not only do you have 
where it could go from here, but how to get to here. Yeah. What are the things that Kira did that Han would not understand? How do when she says I didn't get out, she's obviously goes from Corellia to the Crimson Dawn. Right. She gets purchased in all intents and purposes. I'm sure there'll be a or story she does or or she does something in Corellia. What if she kills Proxima? What if she destroys that whole thing sure. and they come and pick her out of it and go, "You belong to us now." The or the Crimson Dawn comes and takes over that street gang or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's stories that are in there, and it's something that Kathleen Kennedy has said before: is like, not only are there holes, quote unquote, that we already have from the six films when they first started. You're going to be creating holes when you're doing the new right. films 20 years after Jedi, but you also can create these pieces because you have all this time. But, but this, to me, it, it felt like some creating something more than just something to be shown in a book or in a, a comic book or something like that. To me, it felt like... Honestly, here's honestly, it felt like something that maybe only could be told in books and stuff. Because one of the things I liked about here's the one thing I liked about Aftermath is they told a story that really could only be told there because that's a, like a 15 hour movie. Correct. Yes. You know the, the ones in the, in the EU that were so that that Last Jedi or not Last Jedi, um, the Legacy book series. It's like nine books. Mm -hmm. The only way that would have never been able to work as a film because right. it is so complex in terms of what's going on with Jason and the New Republic and Corellia and Luke and Ben and all of this. Mm -hmm. Luke's son, Ben, and, and Mara and everything. Oh, yeah. So th th this idea of what she's going forward, this is like, if you do it as a comic book, you, you can do, it's like Dr. Afra, where you've got 20 issues in, 25 issues. You've been, been following her for two years yeah. as she's been going through these pieces. But to me, I, here's what I was thinking. And you is, may not get to it for years. But here, here's what I was thinking. You have the showrunners from Game of Thrones that are already experienced using multiple factions you know for an overall bigger picture yeah but if you're just going to do game of thrones then why are you doing it but and here's the other thing about it you can use nest he becomes coliseum well no but, but in a way but, dragon. but but in a way it wouldn't be you can use her she's i mean she's not you know her uh, game of thrones is almost over no i know she's not that big of a star where she can carry her own films she can be in films but she's already seen many of her films have not done very well so her best bet is to stick with oh, a TV-type show. So you're not where you're going to have to pay a lot of money for her. You don't, you know, n the nest you can use because most of them are aliens. It feels, the you, thing is, whatever they're doing, it's not going to be for a while. No. And whether you have her or not. And, and we don't know. And so it's, it's almost the speculation that runs rampant. It's just, we don't know. We don't know what they're doing. We don't know what Ryan Johnson's doing. Some people say nobody knows what Ryan Johnson is doing. And we don't know what the the GOT guys are doing. Right. So when it gets there, it gets there. It's just I just think this could fall into the wheelhouse. From the start, very everyone well. was just like, they're just gonna do thirteen, thirteen. They're gonna do thirteen, thirteen. They're gonna do thirteen, thirteen. They're gonna do thirteen, thirteen. I mean, it just you with these syndicates, you could almost do a thirteen, thirteen type show. You can do an and I said it may be an underground show, it may not be an imperial centric show. Or something along those lines. Who knows what it'll be when it gets there? We'll find out. Because you don't have to use a lot of rebels. Because we don't yeah. know what John Favreau is doing either. Right. So you're having a TV series. Because remember, the Game of Thrones guys are not doing a TV series; they're doing movies. Favreau could even be doing it because he's already introduced into this. That's this. that's the thing to say that that whatever live action John Favreau show may be, that I could see in terms of a show because the Game of Thrones guys are not doing the show; they're doing movies. They well, they're supposed to do a series of a movies. Series Nobody of movies. knows what right. that a series is. of movies. This this idea to me lends itself more towards a TV I series. Could, that's when that's what I was thinking is that. And we know how much Disney hates playing new people. They want to just keep reusing the sure. same people because they don't want to learn new bank accounts. They just want to write checks to the same thing. But to me, now that you've established this, and you can use Maul as your main villain in this, you know, or as a as I don't, Ray Park's a pretty busy dude doing like conventions all year. 
where he just spins a saber around. You watch these cool moves. Yeah. Those are real sabers. He was so glad to be in the movie. He would cut himself in half. But no, it was just, you know, you don't, there's not a lot of, you don't need to, you don't need to do a lot of, 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 I want to say purchasing actors, but you know, paying a lot to <laughs> to <sense>? actors. <laughs> you don't need to you don't need to pay a lot to actors that, you know, you don't need Han. You don't need you, know, you don't need all of these actors that you would normally. Series going to be about Chewbacca. <laughs> Chewbacca she, leaves Han. Uh, did you like? There were a couple different looks for Wookies in this too. They had the weird like Planet of the Apes Wookie. Yeah, which made me think that it was supposed to be that 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 Wookie is much older. I to almost me, it was just like underfed like like a slave yeah. obviously so but the way he he the way chewbacca you know puts his head to him it almost made me wonder if it's somebody from his tribe or well i think it's just no we're leaving and he's wishing him good luck yeah, sort of yeah. Thing. and it felt like he was an elder statesman to me and the look when i first saw it i feel me... like he knew him because it, it just the connection between the two of them when you he all, first you think, you think all wookies know each other well no i mean that's that's, that's, that's very racist yeah that's very yeah, yeah. but see and you racist. know it's not his son though because if it was his son which no, he looks way too old which lumpy is uh, canon it'd be he would be he would have taken him with him that's what i was gonna yeah. get to he's like go go free stuff yeah i mean they're all trying to leave i mean that's the thing they're all trying to get off the planet too but he has to stay with all yeah um i love i love the look of of, of kessel which Kessel was in one of the episodes of Rebels, or was it was Clone it? Wars? I don't remember. Didn't they go? I don't feel like I didn't they go to Kessel. Kessel and free some Wookies in like the first season of Rebels? Mm, wasn't it on the way? Didn't they intercept the shipment? No, uh, but I thought there there was a planet. They were on planet. They did a planet fall for, but I don't remember if it was Kessel or not. I don't think so. I don't remember it anyway. The only I remember from Kessel is don't they blow up half of it in the Death Star book? The non-canon Death Star book, yeah, isn't, isn't that <laughs> the one? So. Like they, yeah. That was the test. Yeah, blow up Kessel or something like that, or try to blow up Kessel or something. Um, uh, I, I I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was done very well. If you like Star Wars, I, you I'm not like disappointed at all. And it, it was. If you like Star Wars, you should like this movie. You, you know, even Wars even movie. though you have Han and Chewie and Lando and the Falcon, it was still enough removed from. Doesn't have to deal with the Empire of the First Order, right? It was it was enough removed the, from from the main storyline that we were used not, to with Star it's Wars. It's not a it's not a, a family drama, and it's not a government versus government drama, right? It's what you I know, expected from the standalone movies. It's what you were hoping for. Yes, I mean Rogue One is a different beast, but right. it works so well. Rogue One is almost a point five of. Yeah, the but it sagas. also, it, it, you know, you've got new characters and, and new stuff. And again, that opened a whole bunch of different avenues for people to tell stories. We got a June mm-hmm. book. We got a saw, you know. Well, I mean, the no, one, the, one of the things that, that with Rogue One, I mean, it does tie directly to it because you have, you know, locations that are from the original trilogy. You have Princess Leia in it, for God's sakes. You have Darth Vader in it, for God's sakes. So you have. Telling mo- jokes. You have Moana. He tells a dad joke. You tell you have these moments that almost make it a point five, where this one, it is a separate Han Solo story without you know being connected to the Empire. To well, the also, but there are pieces in it. I mean, obviously, there's a lot sure. of things too. Be interesting to see if they do if they do a straight sequel of Han and Chewie and Lando on a on a another job. Yeah, because I don't think this is their last job. Because this doesn't seem like the well, type no, of thing the, but it seems like Lando... the next job is the is the Jabba job. Jabba well, no, job. but it's. 
nothing in here leads me to the line that Lando says, you got a lot of nerve coming here after the stunt you pulled. If the right. last time that they see each other is winning the Falcon, that doesn't seem to be that. That so, stunt doesn't seem that big of a, yeah. yeah. It's not a take stunt. It, taking the card, well, taking yeah. the card away from me. But kinda, that's still not. Yeah. Because he's cheating. Which, well, they kept that establishment that he's cheating too. Because he yeah. cheats in last shot. Um, yep. Almost the so same So if you do the next one, that's the, the thing for me is if you do the next one and we do these three characters together, a lot of those callback pieces that everyone's like, oh, oh, I don't know how much of that you can have because there's so much here. You know, you right. have the piece at the end of, of the FS Nest saying, you know, someday you may change your mind. Yes. Being a part of the rebellion. And he's like, don't count on it. You know, don't hold your breath, kid. Right. Does he call Chewie buddy in the original trilogy at all? Because he calls him buddy a lot in this movie. Uh, he meant, I think one time or once or twice he does. Does he? Because that was the thing. There was that, a line. that was the thing. That when he uses kid, I'm like, okay, that yeah. makes sense. He uses kid all the time. But there was a line that he says with Buddy in it that reminded, almost seemed like a callback to the original trilogy. I don't remember him calling The only him, thing that I, I wish. I know he calls him Chewy all the time. The only thing that I wish is when he says, punch it. I kept adding to myself, Chewy. Because, you know, when he says, when they're, yeah, no, when they're on the Kessel Run, and yeah. he goes, he, you know, I've got, you know, he says, punch, punch it. it. I Harrison wanted, Ford trademark. I wanted can't. Chewy. Punch it, Chewy. I wouldn't hit the table. That might have. Yeah. But I just, I just, is, is still every working? time I see that, the part, I want Chewy. Punch it, Chewy. Well, every time I see Force Awakens, I want Chewy to actually hug Leia instead of running yeah, faster. I'm going to take care of this black guy I haven't met. <laughs> <laughs> but she hugs Ray, Who she's never met before. Right. But they're connected through the force. Yeah, connected through their so anyways, places. anybody else got anything about this movie they want to talk about? It was funny reading the trivia and how Lord Miller wanted so much improvisation yes. on the movie. And then Woody Harrelson has the line of, we don't improvise or whatever. Yeah, I know, I love that. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. I wonder if they added that later. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you told me not to improvise. Yeah. Okay, so uh, speaking of Star Wars movies, there was a... Semi-rumor, not so much rumor, non-official announcement. There's no about... official announcement because I still think I still think Disney is not going to announce anything until after Last Jedi. I agree with that. Outside of outside of, hey, stuff is coming. Right. Ryan Johnson's working on a trilogy. These guys are working on this. John Favreau's working on this. And we've got the new TV series simply because it's starting very soon. Not very soon, but soon. Production will be. Yeah. Um, but yes, you had the Hollywood Reporter that everybody picked up as James Mangold is doing a Boba Fett movie. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. <laughs> Every time I hear that, all I can think of is the Kevin and Bean drop where Bean calls him Boba Fett. Boba Fett? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, James, uh, what's it? James Mangold. Mangold. Yeah. Uh, Mangold. Logan's director. Yes, Logan's director. Um, director of Logan, not Logan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he directed the Logan film. Um, I think it has to be an interesting director for that film. Because he's a loner and he kills people? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's tone-wise, it would seem to fit. I mean, I, that's the type of film that hopefully they're trying to do. The funny thing was, putting this in the in the, the Imperial Scum group I'm in, and people are like, oh, it should be the story of him trying to get revenge. Like, we've already seen that. Oh, it should be him finding out that, you know, Sky, you know Vader sends him on the mission to find out who destroyed the Death Star. Like, that's already in the comic. We don't yeah. need that. So all I need is, is a chase film. That's it. Never takes the helmet off. Never does anything minimal amount of lines. What if you did a chase film between five and six? That's fine. Of how you get, you know, how it gets to Jabba. No, cause it's too, to me, that's too connected. 
Yeah. And it's a weird thing where it really doesn't make sense unless you do the Battle of the Bounty Hunters idea because it's like right because they get they they when they when Lando and Chewie come off the frigate they say we'll see Luke says we'll see you on Tatooine. We'll rendezvous on Tatooine. Yeah, and now they're like, well, there's like two years in between that. Yeah. Well, what are they doing? I mean, did Leia and Luke just abandon the rebellion for two years, sitting on well, Tatooine, but waiting we find for the right it, But piece? we found out the battle from the Battle of Yavin to the Battle of Endor's four years. I think they've extended that timeline now because the Battle of Jakku is three years after Jedi, and they're saying that the I think it's farther than that. No, because they're saying that the Favreau TV show, when they announced it, or, yeah, the Favreau TV show is going to be 11 years after the Battle of Yavin. So, okay. yeah, they, they were saying, but they were saying that it was like four well, years. Well, if it's 11 years after the Battle of, then we're not doing We're not doing the Game of Thrones, yeah. the, the Syndicate one. The, the, they've played with that timeline for a while Ugh. because they've well the thing is when you lock that down you don't have enough time right. to do what you want to do. i mean when they talked about oh the difference between four and five is only a year if you read the battlefront book it's not even close right it's much longer than that because it's it's the point where the rebellion actually makes headway mm-hmm. you know, the oh. world starts joining them and then when it, the, it also talks about the point that hoth is a, is one piece of a major imperial offensive that nearly destroys the rebellion right they push back all of them. All of them go back in the outer rim, and it makes the actions in Jedi of this is what we have left. This is it. Well, there's we no have, base left. There's, well, just... there's not only no base. There's barely anybody. The rebellion right. swells between four and five, and then the Empire says, "Okay, we've had enough of this s, and we're just going to push back." Vader has Vader's task force is is to find the rebel base and the rebel the rebel management rebel uh, leaders and destroy them. Just more stormtroopers, more this, more that, and all mm-hmm. that stuff, and then it gets to the end. And then, of course, you know they decide, hey, let's take some time to go to Tatooine. And yeah. rescue Han, who has literally done nothing for the for the rebellion except, hey, I, I showed up after all those pilots died. And I, I saved Luke. Well, I shot a TIE fighter that distracted Vader from killing Luke. That's all he did. Um, last thing about Solo. Uh, the graphics that they showed on the screen, the you know, like on the, the viewports on the screens and everything <laughs> like that were very nineteen seventy seven. Well, it was the same thing with Rogue One. And even even the Todd Edwards had said he couldn't he didn't want to to jar from what the rebellion had right in terms of that time but even but universe. even some of those graphics they did look a little bit more modern these looked like they used you know hand drawings and things like that for the, like even when when uh uh when they're when when Beckett's in the uh the gunnery chair oh yeah well they've always used the same thing yeah but i just Finn I, has the same thing in episode 7 yeah when he has the, that's that's their target. But there were, there were there were there was the targeting computer. But there was also a couple little things. Even when L three went into the computer, or, which now we have we uh, we know where the multiple brain came from and why the the brains don't get along in the Falcon, because she's very opinionated as a. Do you realize why three PO has a hard time talking to her? Yeah, which is great. Um, so the other thing that came out this week about Star Wars was Galaxy's End. We now know will be the summer of two thousand nineteen, and they gave us a little teaser trailer sort of well, thing yeah, they just and fall for disney world and yeah. fall for disney world we get it first and then disney world gets it and then a year later we might be able to get into it no i'll tell you i don't want to tell you on mike in case there are people that actually listen that go to disneyland but i'll tell you something when we get off well i'm not going in the summer i can tell you that um so 
Anything else Star Wars related? I think that was it. Well, then we'll make the announcement now. We will be doing a Star Wars Declassified panel at Comic-Con this year. At San Diego Comic-Con. Two years ago, we did a Nerdables. This year, we're going to do Star Wars. And we're going to be discussing the impact that it's had on the... Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Possibly on, the, on what Star Wars has had an impact on our galaxy. So for that, check us out on Facebook. Monetary impact. <laughs> check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show. And we are on Instagram as Nerdables. So for Chris, Mikey, and our, uh, Ethan, you. Wow. <laughs> I almost called you me. Uh, may the force be with you, and we'll talk to you next week. I'm never on this show ever again. <laughs> <laughs>